0: How weird is that? (laughs) Isn't this insane? Well, I got some good ones. I feel like your birthday is like the epitome of conspiracy theories. Welcome to Error 404, Birthday Not Found. The only podcast about birthdays from a girl who doesn't have a birthday. Hey guys, my name is Michelle, and I don't have a birthday, so I talk with people who do have birthdays to convince myself through them that birthdays have meaning. Yay! Today, we have our first chef on the show. She's a badass motherfucking chef who owns Anarchy Seafood at Smorgsaborg, LA, and at some brewery pop-ups around the South Bay. Thank God. You can catch her slinging... Some amazing oyster pole boys on Instagram at Anarchy Seafood. I love you so much, my dear friend and neighbor, Sarah Kennis. Hi, Sarah. How are you? I'm good. How are you? It's fucking hot. All right. I don't have any air conditioning here, and I just. Uh, it's I can't miserably can't make hot. Make it. But uh, that means it's a great day to have seafood or go to the beach. So you just had a birthday. Yay! Yeah,
1: I'm getting old.
0: <laughs> oh my god, stop. <laughs> <laughs> Birthdays are a great thing. You get to I don't know, you get to do whatever are the they? fuck you want even though, you know, you <laughs> could do whatever the fuck you want on normal days, but yeah, do you do you connect it all at all with your birthday? Does it like I mean, I do and I don't. I just okay.
1: I feel like people overrate them and it becomes this Huge thing, like oh, it's my birthday month, or I'm turning 40 this year, or it's like this big old thing. And Mm. I don't know, like 30 was such a like banging birthday for me that Mm -hmm. I don't know if I'm ever gonna be able to top it. And I just kind (laughs) of didn't really want to get older. (laughs) I just kind of want to stay 30 forever. 30 was a good year. Sometimes I try to avoid them. Really? Last last year I literally like was so exhausted from my week and just tired and fed up with life at the moment that I just tried to hide in my bed. And somehow I ended up with three different cakes given to me. So no matter what, I just I feel like everyone's just trying to get me fatter
0: on my birthday. But oh, my God. I love everyone loves you. It just, it's just cake. a day
1: to feel loved, isn't it? It does feel know. special. And I did feel very loved this year. Good. So. I was Pacific. set up at uh, Los Angeles Ale Works, mm. which I got flowered with gifts and cake. And all of my regulars came and brought me balloons and confetti and oh my God. desserts. And the entire brewery sang happy birthday to me. And uh, yeah. That's, That's what I did. That's fucking great. And I sold out of food early, so it was oh, a good day. What a wonderful day. And then I felt like absolute shit the next day.
0: Yeah, I totally understand.
1: <laughs> and mainly just because I drink too much. So tired.
0: <laughs> Do you know the number one song on your birthday?
1: No, but if it's like Sarah by Starship, I might lose my mind.
0: What, what genre is that? <laughs> 80s. Oh God, I'm so young. I don't even know. I oh, always yeah, forget. Um,
1: maybe no. it had to be someone big.
0: A View to Kill by Duran Duran.
1: Oh, better right? than what I thought it was going to be. I thought it was going to be something like super over the top trendy. But that's okay. That's a good one.
0: Okay. What about the most popular movie on your birthday? Nope. Can you guess the genre?
1: I really want it to be a horror film. No. Mm it's gonna be like some family film probably yep exactly <laughs> damn, it. damn it national lampoon the vacation wow i kind of grew up in a punk scene so i've always kind of been you know going against the norm and in high school i was thought i was like super punk rock but now i'm just like now i'm not at all
0: <laughs> i'm not cool anymore but yeah um, you are these are some of the best damn scallop po' boy. Guys, you got to go try it. The ahi tostada every every time. I am I miss that. So I work with spoon and pork, and we're neighbors with Anarchy Seafood. And we just we just and love it so much, Sarah.
1: I'm really bummed you guys weren't there. We already missed the pork.
0: Like uh, I missed all of my pork snacks.
1: We'll be I there mean, in I got some probably in September. Snacks, I really missed my pork snacks already. Uh. But that's okay. So with anarchy, pretty much what I went with was, you know, the meaning of anarchy, it's it's no rules, no regulations, right? Mm-hmm. And my whole thing was, you know, I had a, this cool concept um, I was thinking about five years ago, um, where I really wanted to get like a Vita bus truck and mold it into just like a little pokey truck and just like roll up by the beach and serve pokey bowls. Then <laughs> then the pokey scene got huge. And and then it died. And uh, I mean, it's still around, but it's not what it was. No. And I worked for, you know, I've been doing, fi- I was doing fish houses for about eight years. So I was able to be around a lot of different type of um, seafood you know, mm. from shellfish to fresh whole fish and um, a lot of it. I mean, I've cut thousands and thousands and thousands of pounds of fish uh, working for this company. That's but wild. it became, you know, a love for me because I, it was one of my favorite foods growing up.
0: Yeah? Um, what what what's particular dish, like, really you, stands out to you?
1: You know, I think for me, when I was a kid, I mean, and I grew up in, like, a, I grew up in Cowtown, like, where we had, like, five restaurants. And I really... I don't even want to admit this on air, but I will. But, like, like when red lobster used to be, like, not so terrible. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but I remember when I was little, you know, we would go out there. There was also some really old-school fine-dining French restaurants that uh-huh. we would eat at. And I just remember, like, you know, having lobster and getting halibut and eating a lot of orange roughy. And, I mean, even Chilean sea bass, when it, before mm-hmm. we, you know, raped the ocean – Oh. <laughs> <So> <laughs> it's just, though. you know, all the things that I, we weren't educated on, and it was a different time, you know. I'm talking 20 What's years ago. What's
0: the most rare food in the sea that you want to eat but you can't? Shark in the ocean. I mean, I would just be curious if you would. I
1: mean, I've never had it. I'm sure people eat it. Maybe, maybe you don't. Maybe it's poisonous. Starfish. That's mm-hmm. like something that would intrigue me just to see how you, how that would come out, what you do with it. I don't know anything about starfish and I don't even know if you can eat them, if they're poisonous or what. I also have like a major love for the ocean and water yeah. in general. And I mean, I, you know, I, I go paddleboarding, It's dear to me. So it's kind of hard because it's not like I want to go eat baby seal or whale or dolphin. I don't, right. it doesn't, you know, I don't look at it like, man, I wonder what that tastes like. I don't, I don't want it. I don't know. And it just because we've already been so cruel to our oceans, mm-hmm. I, it's just like I, the thought of you know doing something like that to make it worse is just that makes doesn't it's not appetizing. To right. Me, I guess, so how
0: do well. you, what do you suppose we do to make uh, seafood more sustainable?
1: I mean a lot. I mean we've got to stop a lot of the plastic
0: we're using in general. Yeah. I mean
1: trashing just being cleaner not overfishing, you know, um, there is a lot of good farm raised practice out there. Right. But because when we started farm raising and it became known, there was so many terrible practices out there that people are disgusted. And now it's like, you know, there's sustainable salmon that I use and it's a great product. Right. And the other thing is like eating what is in season. That is like Really, what we should do just by nature instead of you know what I mean? Like, oh, I want I want, you know, strawberries in the middle of December. Guess what? They're gonna taste like shit. And we're farming them, you know, we're we're just mass producing and it's losing its quality. However, when it comes to seafood, there's seasons for it and seasonalities. And this is why we, you know, have destroyed our oceans is just Eating whatever we want, doing whatever we want without thinking of the consequence.
0: But there's too many people.
1: I mean, I guess what I try to do is live my life the best way. I try to do the right thing, you know, at the right time with the right feeling. Right. And that's a Hawaiian word that I can't think of because I worked for a Hawaiian company for so long. But there is a word for that or a saying for that. (laughs) But... I do. I do the best I can do. I, do, you know, I do what I can to help. I do what I can to educate myself and others. But at the same time, I mean, I I'm I don't think I can change the world. I don't think I can.
0: Well, I think, a, a, you know, if everyone if you can influence another person to do it and they can influence another person to do it, then, you know, it will start something. It starts really small. It starts with these grassroots, you know, ideas till change actually happens. And that's the thing. Right. And it, it think- just takes time.
1: I think we have come a long way. I, you know, um, there's a lot that, I mean, even when I started in the, you know, fish houses I was working at,
0: mm-hmm.
1: even just the transition within me being there, you know, a few years, it was like, we can't use this product anymore, or we're not going to be doing this. Like, you know, just because people want Chilean sea bass, we're not going to serve it anymore. Mm-hmm. You know, so, I mean, and we're some, that company was somebody that, I mean, I, hundreds of thousands of pounds of fish. mm mm-hmm. yearly. Like, I mean, I I can't even, it's a lot. It's a lot Um, of seafood. So, you know, just by us making sure that we're doing the local sustainable as much as we possibly can, that already affects, that's one chunk of the ocean. And I was proud to say I worked for them and see the changes that they would make. So it's a long road and we got a lot of cleaning up to do. You know, um, I think people are now seeing the consequences of how we were living for so many years. But now mm-hmm. not just that, raising their kids, you know, this newer generations, they're being taught the right way from the beginning. Whereas, you know, I have an old school dad that's like, well why can't we just why can't I find Ruffy anymore <laughs> anymore? Oh. Why can why is this so expensive? Why is right. this not I remember back in my day and I have to explain <laughs> to him. And at the same time, back in my day when I was little, that was available and it wasn't I didn't know any better. But mm-hmm. now I feel like these newer, younger generations, you know, um, I would say like. Take you know, it for granted? Parent, no, I would say, I, I would say, no, the adults did. Like the people mm. in their 55 to 75 range, you know what I mean? Oh, Those you're are,
0: saying the younger generation will never know.
1: They will never know what it's like to have that luxury of all these things where now it's like it's educated. It's out there. I mean, just there's access to so much information now, whereas, you know, I didn't have a cell phone till I was, you know, 16 years old, because mm-hmm. they didn't exist <laughs> for a long time. Mm-hmm. You know, we I mean, pagers, I remember when pagers came out. So I mean, just the fact that we have the internet and this access to all this knowledge and all these discoveries we've been making, it's easier for these younger generations to be educated about it at a very young age, whereas right. my dad, you know, my parents didn't know what was going on in the ocean, nor, you know, was it a thing?
0: Right, so, right, right. Do you ever do food inventory? Have you ever been on that website? They tell you the number one food on your birthday. Oh. Yeah. You have are, you ever, I was thinking ago. because, you know, because you, you, uh, you, it took, you had to learn, you had to adapt to the internet like, like a lot of us, but, but, you know, I, I was probably born, I wasn't born with it in my hand, but I was more exposed to it as a child than you were. Right. Um, the Insta- Instagram and your relationship with that and as a chef, do you ever uh, adhere to like these national food things? Like, uh, you know, National Wing Day was a couple days ago. Or does d- d- does that ring to you, or do you stay away you know, from trends?
1: So I feel. I mean, I don't even know when this happened. I feel like three to five years ago, all of a sudden there's like a national something. Right. You know, it's like National Picture Frame Day. Like things don't even make sense. You know they what I
0: mean? don't.
1: But do you, um, yeah, <laughs> national car tire day. It's like, what the hell? Um, so I feel like a lot of it's bullshit, but yeah, it's just you know fun. What? I'm not going to, I'm not going <laughs> to lie to you. Um, I definitely had wings on Monday because we were like, well, it's national wing day. I guess we should exactly. get some wings.
0: So well, do
1: you know what July the- is? What was that?
0: Do you know what July is? No. July is national baked bean month, national <laughs> culinary <laughs> arts month. Oh. National Hot Dog Month, Ice Cream Month, Picnic Month, and Pickle Month.
1: Wow. Are those
0: How does that make like... you feel?
1: <laughs> well, I knew I knew about Ice Cream Month. Yes.
0: Um, oh, would you go for Ice Cream in LA? In Ice Cream Alley at Smorgsborg or Wanderlust? Wanderlust. So bomb. Oh, they do flavors from around the world. What flavor did you choose?
1: Oh, God. It was the Green Bar.
0: The, <laughs> the Green the Bar. Pandem? Because it's a Filipino run. Was it coconut?
1: No, it wasn't coconut. I don't, okay. I don't think it was matcha either. I mean, the outside was Oh, great,
0: interesting.
1: I, I, I got to go back. Ah,
0: got to go back to Smurzburg. Mm. You have two national foods on your birthday. National Bagel Fest. <laughs> Not even just bagels. Just Bagel Fest. Okay. And National Coffee Milkshake Day. What it's so that? specific.
1: What, what, what kind of milkshake?
0: Coffee milkshake.
1: I you am like... totally drinking a Trader Joe's cold beer right now.
0: Is it, is it weird to pair coffee with seafood?
1: I could definitely do some sort of spiced coffee rub. Right. I mean,
0: Ooh.
1: yeah. So. That I sounds think
0: so good. Yeah, R&D so time.
1: As a spice like that, you know, uh, where I'm serving at Smorg, I think it'd be a little too weird. If I was serving it at the restaurant I work in, you know, a couple days a week, I could probably get away with it there because, you know, it's a sit-down restaurant. But I don't think people want to come to a stand and you know, get this whole weird plated, like, what is this? You know, right. I mean, yes and no, yes and no. So, but it's well, you so do little- a lot of
0: dinners. You you have a lot of dinners that sell out like crazy. And you usually set them up at uh, breweries. Why, why specifically do you, do you pair beer with seafood? What, what got you there?
1: Well, um, I started doing it with one of the restaurants I worked at. And mm-hmm. I mean, I just like doing pairings. So I yeah. love doing tasting menus, whether it's with, cocktails, wine, or beer. I love doing tasting menus. So they're just fun. And then learning how to round your palate out and accentuate the beer while accentuating the food, um, because you don't want one to overpower the other and you want them to brighten each other. So you want to taste the beer and be, and then taste my food and go, wow, you know, or, or vice versa. um, So it's to me, it's exciting and it's creative, um, but it's really, you know, I've been cooking for 20 years, so it's just developing a palate and knowing, knowing flavors and, you know, knowing what goes with what these young cooks, you guys are so afraid to fuck up. Guess what? You're going to burn shit. You're going to make bad food. And it takes a lot of making bad food to get really good at it.
0: Okay, are you ready for this? Are you fucking ready for this?
1: Sarah? Um, Do you know who
0: was born on on the same day as you? Not specifically the year, I'm talking the day. Do you know your celebrity twins?
1: Oh, man, who is it?
0: You fucking ready? All yeah. Right. Sandra Bullock, <laughs> Mick Jagger, Carl oh, Young, what? yes, Jason Statham, Kevin Spacey, Kate Beckinsale, Stanley Kubrick, Helen Mirren, Aldous Huxley, and the best of all, the FBI. What? <laughs> Yes, the FBI was born the same day you were. <laughs> How weird is that? Isn't this insane? Well, I got some good ones. Oh God. I feel like your birthday is like the epitome of conspiracy theories. Who is Okay, out of, out of this list of celebrities, who is your favorite? I don't think I'm going to have to go Jagger. A quick lightning round on conspiracies. You're going to say yes or no.
1: Okay, well, we'll see. Okay, let's do it.
0: Moon landing. Was it real or or not?
1: Uh I think yes.
0: Yep. Lizard people.
1: <laughs> I want <laughs> I know I want I know it's no, but I really I actually kind of wish it was yes. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Nick Cage is a time traveler. <laughs> <laughs> You see that old picture of that, that dude in the like 1800s, just oh, right man. beside Nick Cage, and you're like, dude, Nick Cage is a time traveler.
1: That's another, uh, no, but yes, God. Okay, what else? What I
0: mean, doing? Keanu Reeves, too, but you know. Uh, <laughs> Paul McCartney's dead. No. You don't think he had a twin? Someone just pretended to be Paul? Are you going to Area 51? You know, like, I still don't even
1: fucking understand what is going on with this. I'm just like, what? what? All of a sudden, there's all this Area 51 shit. My friend's going to pop up his food stand there. I'm like, I, what the hell are you yeah. guys doing? Now I hear it's a festival. I'm like, I don't it fucking is. know what it
0: is. Dude. All but... these people just created a festival. They're like, let's go check out Area 51. There might be aliens. So here's the thing. I've actually been to Area 51. Yeah, I bet it's such a tourist trap. That's all it is. It's yeah. just a
1: museum with all those ugly alien Little heads trinkets that were and...
0: super popular in the 90s. Wow. <laughs>
1: I mean, it's like a 3 or $5 museum. It's And while you're there, it's totally, it's not small, but it kind of reminds you of the Hills Have Eyes sort of situation. Oh. But there's a lot. It's so old over there in New Mexico <laughs> that you drive through a lot of towns.
0: Oh, uh, like the like the Breaking Bad house? Did you, go, did you drive <laughs> I, past the pizza on that roof? I wish I would have. <laughs> There's a it's... sign out there in front of the house now that says, don't throw pizzas on the roof.
1: <laughs> one of, I think one of the most intriguing places I went to there was the White Sand Desert, which is right next to where they did the atomic bomb testing, I believe.
0: Oh, no way. Mm-hmm. Ooh, so, but that, it's interesting
1: enough, the White Sand Desert has nothing to do with the atomic bomb testing. It just
0: happens to be right next to it. Sarah, you, get, you find a $2 bill. What are you spending it on?
1: Well, here's the thing. Um, I actually yeah. have one. I'm looking at it right now, which is I used to keep them in my wallet when I'd find one. Yeah. And then what would happen is I would just like run out of cash and I'd be like, well, I got to tip somebody or I really need a soda. <laughs> for some reason, this one somebody put on my wall and I haven't taken it off. <laughs> so it's been there for years. Well, what would you if you had to pick something? Like a shot of Jameson?
0: Ooh. <laughs> if you could choose your your birthday meal, you could eat anything you want, what restaurant would you go to, oh and my- what would you eat?
1: Oh, that's super hard. I mean...
0: It, it probably just depends on the mood you're in, too, right?
1: Republic is one of my favorites.
0: I but hear we, it's so good. Their prices keep going up, and my, my wallet keeps coughing, so I don't yeah, think I'll go in there soon.
1: Luckily, yeah. Uh, one of my chef friends used to be, we used to work with him and now he's kind of a big deal. And so when I do go, it's like over the top and uh, oh. not that expensive. So I've had great, great experiences there because I get to tag along and join that party. Um, I honestly too, I really love for seafood. Um, I love Connie and Ted's. And it's uh, so
0: best lobster roll in L.A.
1: Um, it's good. I, I, that's actually not like my favorite thing there.
0: Ooh, what do you like uh, there?
1: Oh my gosh, what are they called? They're, um, it's like Ooh. stuffed baked clams, and there's a name for them. They're so, so good. Their Parker House rolls are bomb. Mm-hmm. And even their burger is good. I went with a group and somebody ordered a burger, and I almost fucking lost my shit as to why you would get a burger <laughs> in a seafood house, and that burger was on point. <laughs> oh. oh, and you know what? Speaking of us burgers, if I could, I would go to Ludo's restaurant. That's oh. probably the best burger I've ever had in my life. It's so damn good. It's so good. I mean, it's got Bordelais and Russian
0: drama. It's in yes. Hollywood. Yes. Um, what about uh, Father's Office? Have you tried? You Their like burgers Father's are Office?
1: very good there. We Make. haven't been there in a long time, but it was a good burger when I was there.
0: It's probably sweet, there's, too.
1: There's so many restaurants. And, you know, unfortunately, me being a new business owner, I, you know, I went from making a good amount of money, stable, Right, you know, health benefits, all of that. To, I don't want to work for anybody anymore. I'm going to do this. So now all my play money is kind of just doesn't really exist anymore. It's the so.
0: sacrifices you got to make, though. <laughs> yeah, it really so, is. I'm but when so you treat like, yourself, you will go to trauma probably. Yes, yes. <laughs> <laughs> I gotta get a burger from there someday. Will uh, someday. So good. And what would you? What would you have for? Hmm. What would you have for dessert?
1: Okay, so the one thing um, I absolutely love, uh, especially for my birthday, and I got it again this year, It's probably about seven years in a row, or at least at least five, if not. Yes. I think it's been about seven. Th- is Suzy Cakes?
0: So, Suzy Cakes. What do yeah, you like? see, from there? you know what
1: they are, but I feel like everyone in LA doesn't know what they are, and that just they're underrated.
0: It's an underrated chain in LA, and they have that bright. They're known for that bright blue cyan color. That's,
1: yeah, it's well, it's, it's not. I mean, it's it's, a, it's like a pastel. Yes. And it's just really good butter and really good sugar that they use. And it's the best concetti cake I've ever had in my life. It's good. And I still have some in my fridge that I've been eating since Friday. Yes. One slice left. But my one of my best friends, Amy, she's been getting them for me
0: Uh because she knows how
1: much I love them. And she didn't get me one this year, but my cousin did. (laughs) (laughs) So And then the second one, Amy made me – she made me one very close to it one year. Oh. So that – I, you know what? Confetti cake is, like, my weakness. However, there's so much garbage, plasticky-tasting ones, but that one is so fucking good.
0: Are you a fan of those cookies? Those frosted cookies from the – You know,
1: it's – I fucking I, love them. I I hate, hate them. I hate to admit it, but we buy them, like, if it's, I, like, Valentine's Day or, yes. like, when they have, like, a seat. We, we, you know, we walk by them, and we're, like – you know do i want them they're just pure (laughs) plastic but fuck they're so good they are it to me it's it's like that childhood staple you know what i mean like there's something about the texture of them that is just
0: on point it's like a cake cookie they're so good well sarah thank you so much for this miss you so much looking forward to your return
1: are you guys you guys are coming back soon right
0: Probably by September. I don't know. We we're having our we just had our grand opening at Spoon and Pork and so we're trying to just feel it out a little bit.
1: I did I do want to let you know I had this big elaborate plan to take a group of people up there on the opening, but because I I partied so hard on Friday night, <laughs> I couldn't do it. <laughs> Well, that and then I got went through so much product that I had to reprep for Sunday. So oh, it was, no, it was half my fault. Half like I got so busy that I was like, fuck, now I got to prep all this shit over again. Well, we appreciate you.
0: Ju- Thank you. <laughs> so. and Well, right. is there anything you'd like to plug, Sarah? Any big dinners coming up?
1: I'm going to be doing an event with Skid Row Housing Trust, uh-huh. uh, who I work with. It's been a tomorrow, year, hasn't I- it? Yeah, I just had my my year there. Of I go and I get all this food donated, or as much as I can, and I go and I make them food and I serve them and give them fresh agua fresca and I give them a cooking class That's and just idea. give them different ideas to eat something healthy and not just microwave food and stuff that they can actually afford. So we have that coming up. I'm also doing, I believe, unless you know, we just I just got off a meeting about it today. Um, I'm going to be doing a collaboration brew with um, Angel City Brewing Ooh. and uh, Skid Row Housing Trust. So essentially, I'm going to be developing a flavor of beer, something like, you know how I use stone fruit and I buy all this fruit from the farmer, yes. farmer's market from a specific farmer. Well, that farmer also, or that gentleman um, who works for them, he donates, and he's donated for almost every class I've done a significant amount of fruit. Aww. So I really want to use... Whatever he has in season to go into this beer, hopefully a on. fingers crossed, the beer would be called Trust in Anarchy. So <laughs> how freaking cool is that? I'm I, like, well, where can the listeners find you? Well, you can find me at Anarchy Seafood on Instagram, Facebook. I don't really do the tweeting thing, but I have a Twitter. I don't really know what's going on <laughs> with it right now, but it's there um (laughs) come to to smorgasburg everyone
0: see see sarah at Smorgsaborg
1: every sunday
0: she makes a bomb ass ahi tostada and some salmon poke with that avocado guac on top
1: (sighs) oh my gosh i know right you're gonna be fiending for that i miss you sarah thank you you so much
0: for this
1: oh you're very welcome it's been fun
0: and we're back yeah, what kind of weird coincidences happened on your birthday? Do you share a birthday with the FBI? Let me know in the comments below. You can follow me on Instagram at birthday not found.